0: note before we get started. We're talking about non-consensual, pornographic, and abusive material in this episode. Listener discretion is advised. All right, here's the show. Taylor Swift trending on X is typically no big thing, but late last week, something more disturbing happened on the social media site. Swift wasn't trending because of her Grammy nominations or because her boyfriend's headed to the Super Bowl. Nor was she going viral because of all those weird conspiracy theories coming from the right. Let's just not talk about those at all, okay? This time, the specific term going viral was Taylor Swift AI. That's because fake pornographic images of Swift, ones that were artificially generated and quite obviously non-consensual, had flooded the site.
1: By the time I found it, according to Twitter's own stats that it's now displaying to everybody, the one post that I saw was viewed by six million people, um, <sighs> so quite, quite viral by then.
0: That's Emmanuel Myberg, a journalist and co-founder over at 404 Media. He's one of the preeminent reporters in the world of deepfakes, artificial images or videos of people generated by machine learning. He's been covering this stuff since the very beginning. What did you think when you saw it?
1: I think I'm probably the only person who had this first reaction, which was, I've seen this before, I've seen these images before, and I bet I know where they came from."
0: Emmanuel was thinking about a specific telegram group he'd seen before, dedicated to creating, sharing, and chatting about non-consensual pornography of all kinds. The group has tens of thousands of members.
1: And there was a certain style to the image, both in the look of it and the, the content of it. Uh, that seemed familiar, and sure enough, I went to the Telegram channel, and I scrolled up a bit, and I saw that they were posted there a day before they hit Twitter, and by then, the Telegram channel was sort of buzzing about the fact that the images were going viral, and that somebody in there was taking their images and reposting them to Twitter. They weren't happy about that.
0: Emmanuel kept digging. He found some of the images were posted on 4chan before they got to Telegram. And then, because Elon Musk has decimated content moderation on X, those images found a home on his platform. In the Telegram group, people joked about it. I don't know if I should feel flattered or upset, wrote one user who claimed to have created some of the images. Usually, when fake pornographic images start getting shared around, there's not much victims can easily do to stop it. And lax content moderation isn't helping. But Taylor Swift has something most of us don't, an army of diehard fans. So after the abusive images started trending, the Swifties snapped into action.
1: And what the Swift fans, the Swifties did, amazingly, is they made a concerted effort to post content that would appear in the trending topic, but was not the images. In order to push the images down and out of the feed. So they were actually a little hard to find. I had to dig a little bit to find them by the time that I was looking them up.
0: That's just an incredible revenge porn, revenge story, basically of the the Swifties fighting back against the forces of AI-generated pornography.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few of these communities who are pretty amazing in their ability to coordinate action online. It's like the Swifties, the, the BTS fans. Um, it's pretty impressive to see.
0: The Swift images even made waves at a White House press briefing. This problem is not new, and it's one that the Biden-Harris administration has been prioritizing since day one. We have taken this very seriously. Again, uh, this is alarming to us. Uh, Suddenly, thanks to the world's biggest pop star, fake AI-generated porn has grabbed the country's attention.
1: We've been reporting on this since 2017. The entire time, Taylor Swift is one of the most deep-faked people. And you've never seen a story blow up like this. And it's not as if people weren't trying to post it to Twitter back in the day, X today, Uh, they were. It's just that the generative AI tools are there and the moderation is not. So you have this perfect storm of this awful thing going viral.
0: So today on the show, the Taylor Swift scandal exposes the seedy world of abusive, demeaning AI-generated images. Is it too late to stop it? I'm Emily Peck, Filling in for Lizzie O'Leary, and you're listening to What Next TBD, a show about tech power and how the future will be determined. Stick around. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to three percent daily cash
1: on every purchase every day.
0: plus. The Swift story starts with AI image generators. You might have some idea of how they work. With little more than a text prompt, they'll create a detailed image. The companies behind the various generators on the market, big names like Microsoft, Google, OpenAI, have implemented safeguards to try and prevent people from creating harmful, abusive material. But a manual found users on 4chan and Telegram, we're discussing a loophole they discovered in Microsoft's free AI image generator called Designer that allowed them to create abusive images. Without going into too much detail, because I don't want to give people instructions on how to create AI-generated porn content, can you talk about like what loophole in Microsoft's tool allowed this to happen?
1: Microsoft's Designer is one of these text-to-image AI tools. And obviously, Microsoft did not make it for this purpose. Mm -hmm. It made it so people can make nice images they can insert into their PowerPoint presentations. That's why it exists. Microsoft is not a stupid company. It's not trying to cause harm. It puts some protections in place so you wouldn't be able to generate bad images. So for example, if you were to go to Designer last week, which again, Designer is free to use and you were to type in Taylor Swift, it would not generate an image. It would not generate an image if you were to ask for like a nude woman. And certainly it would not generate an image of a nude Taylor Swift. But what these users on 4chan and Telegram found out is that it's not as if the AI is unable to produce those images. It's not as if it doesn't know what a nude woman looks like or what Taylor Swift looks like. It's just mm-hmm. that it will refuse to Generate images based on certain words. So they slightly misspell the names of celebrities and they describe sexual scenarios without using sexual terms, which is a little confusing. But imagine if you were asked to describe a porn video without using any sexual terms. You could do it, right? That's kind of the method that they came up with.
0: And what was Microsoft's response to this? Is this fixed now?
1: It is certainly much better than it was. We reached out to Microsoft. We showed them what we were seeing and what people were doing. And Microsoft said that it was looking into it and it was making improvements. It did not tell us specifically what it did. Part of the problem here is that how the AI works and what the guardrails are is kind of a black box. Mm -hmm. But in our testing and in the conversations we saw in the communities where people were making these images, they're no longer able to do it, and they're pretty upset.
0: Following Emmanuel's reporting in an interview with NBC, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella acknowledged the need for more guardrails on AI. Again, I go back to, I think, what's our responsibility, which is all of the guardrails that we need to place uh, on, around the technology so that there's more safe content that's being produced, and there's a lot to be done there and a lot being done there. It's but not 100% clear that the Swift images that ended up on X were made with designer. There are a ton of image generators out there. And while this particular Telegram group was discussing how to use Microsoft's tool, it's hard to discern which images were made by which generator.
1: The Telegram channel and 4chan use many tools. There's a bunch of tools online that they they use, but at the time that the images were made and shared, they were focused on designer Hmm. and they were focused on generating images of celebrities with this tool and they were sharing prompts about what Uh, works, like how are we mm -hmm. able to make these images? And we were able to replicate the same images. The exact image that went viral on X, we were not able to replicate. So possibly it could have been made with another tool, or possibly by the time we were there to test it, Microsoft had already closed the loophole. So unclear if it was specifically those images were made with designer, but certainly other images were with designer.
0: One thing I wanted to clear up with you, um, and Evan, our producer, made sure to note to me, the Taylor Swift images aren't classic deep fakes. I guess when he said that, I was like, wait, I I really don't know what a deep fake is or how it's different from an AI-generated image. Or can you explain that a bit?
1: A deep fake video basically requires you taking an existing pornographic video that exists online, downloading it. And then using today, it takes less images, but originally it took like hundreds and thousands of images of a celebrity or whoever it is that you're trying to deepfake and kind of teaching the AI how to paint their face into the pornographic video. So that's the original meaning of deepfake. That's what people were doing back in 2017 and were for many years. The generative AI tool doesn't work that way. There is no specific video or image that it is painting Taylor Swift's face into. Mm-hmm. You're just typing a prompt, and it, it looks like it's generating the image out of thin air. Mm-hmm. What is actually happening is the AI is trained on billions of images that are just scraped from the internet indiscriminately. And then when you type the prompt, that it's kind of like crunching all that data in order to generate what it thinks you want. So I guess one way to think about it is like, as opposed to thinking like a deep fake originally was one specific person and one specific video is kind of the material that it uses to make the deep fake. This is kind of crunching the entire internet in order to generate an image.
0: Can you make one of these AI-generated images from anyone as long as they have like a few pictures of themselves or videos of themselves on the internet?
1: Good question. So let's say you're using designer. If I was to type in Emmanuel Myberg sitting in his office recording a podcast, it would probably not be able to do that because I am not present enough as an entity in the training data Mm -hmm. in order for the AI to know what Emmanuel Myberg is. But Taylor Swift is, right? Because there's so many images of her on the internet that are tagged Taylor Swift that the AI can be like, okay, I know what Taylor Swift is. That being said, with Stable Diffusion, for example, which is open source, people have figured out a way to teach the AI specific concepts, right? So I can download the Stable Diffusion model and it doesn't know who Emmanuel is, but I can feed it 10 images of Emmanuel, and be like, this is what Emmanuel is. And then it does know how to make images of me in any scenario that it is able to produce, including pornographic scenarios.
0: When we come back, why this will likely get worse before it gets better. Tell me about the Telegram channel where where these images were originating. Um, What is it for? Who's in it? What do they talk about?
1: It's like, imagine the id of... uh... Of a horny teenager. Uh, that that's kind of the vibe. It's 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 a, it's it's kind of dark. It's it's not a pleasant place to be. I have to be honest. Um, it's a channel with tens of thousands of people. I don't want to be too specific, so as not to direct people to it. Yeah, there are like sub communities within it. So some of them are doing this deepfake stuff. Some are doing photoshops. Some are doing stuff. I'm just gonna say it, and you can cut it out if you want. But it's like there's a tribute channel, right? And what is a tribute channel? A tribute channel is people share photos of celebrities or people that they know in real life and they like show they film themselves masturbating against the images. And that's oh, something Lord. that people enjoy doing. It just it's it's an underbelly of sexuality and online pornography that is not the kind of stuff that you would easily find on say a porn hub, but is readily available if if you're so inclined and many people are.
0: And before these images were on Telegram, they're on 4chan. I mean what does that say about the scope of of this issue or problem, do you think?
1: 4chan has been trying to find these loopholes and these free AI tools since they became available. So last year in November, I think, uh, we reported on this image of SpongeBob SquarePants doing 9-11. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) And it's, yeah,
0: <laughs> should we be clear that SpongeBob didn't do 9/11? Should as far to- as
1: we know, cannot confirm that he was involved. <laughs> but um, it's like so that's for example, and they did it with Bing, right? And uh-huh. Bing obviously does not want people to make images of 9/11 with their with their yes. software. So you couldn't type in you know Twin Towers collapsing or anything like that. But if you were to type in SpongeBob SquarePants in a cockpit of a jet flying towards two tall skyscrapers, it would generate the image and it would look exactly like the Twin Towers. So that is the kind of thing that they, they've been doing for months. And I think just recently it has become apparent that they found loopholes that allow them to do pornography.
0: But I mean, for all the horrors of Telegram and 4chan, most people saw these images on X for the first time. Do you know how long they were there before everything kind of got amped up and went viral, et cetera?
1: I think they went viral within 24 hours. Wow. And I would say within, I don't know, 12 hours, six hours, the the Swifties were on it and they were pushing it down the feed. Mm -hmm. And by the next day, it was gone. Even X under Elon Musk, with all the terrible content, I think this got so much heat that it, I was surprised that it was removed that quickly, given the stuff that they do allow and the stuff that Musk himself puts out there.
0: So it takes, it takes Taylor Swift to get Elon Musk's ex to do any content moderation.
1: It takes the biggest celebrity in the world with the biggest, most devoted following in the world to, to get Musk to move. Yeah. And the White House as well, right?
0: I mean, what do regular people do? What do C-list celebrities do when something like this happens? What can they do?
1: I mean, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but if you're not Taylor Swift, you're kind of screwed. And I see this all the time, and it's heartbreaking, and it's horrible. This is true both of minor celebrities, Instagram influencers, Twitch streamers, uh, YouTubers, who are deepfaked regularly. It happens every day. I see it every day in my reporting. And they either don't know that it's happening, Mm -hmm. and if they do know that it's happening and you approach X or you approach whatever platform that is hosting and enabling that content, wherever it is hosted, chances are they'll do something about it. But that puts those people in the impossible position of policing the entire internet to remove that content. And it's not possible. Um, We know people who have tried to do this. And it's not only very hard to do, it's re-traumatizing. You know, um, we see this with what's colloquially called revenge porn. It's a terrible process. Some people try, some people, it's like too painful for them to even pursue it. There's no good answer. Part of the amazing thing about the Taylor Swift story is that you do see action. You see action from Microsoft. You see action from X. You see policy efforts. Um, And you're not going to get this as a normal person or a minor celebrity.
0: So, I mean, as you've explained, deepfakes took some technical know-how and some effort. But now these image generators, I mean, they're really easy to use. I even tried the Microsoft tool earlier today and my prompts were generic and boring. So I'm not a visual artist in any way. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it's really easy to use these things. Are we just facing down a potential just explosion of these kinds of images of of most people? I mean, most women and girls?
1: Yeah, we're in it. It's very important to make clear that this is Primarily targeting women, overwhelmingly targeting women, and there's data to back this up. People often talk about the political implications of deepfake and misinformation, and when you look at the data, that is not what happens. So most of what people are doing with it is creating non-consensual images of women. We're we're in the thick of it; like it's happening. The explosion is here. We're in the middle of it. The good news is that I truly don't think that it's going to stay this way, because when we report on this stuff the companies that make these tools are embarrassed and horrified and they make changes. And the thing that we're doing right now is going case by case, company by company, image by image Mm -hmm. and reporting on it. And we're seeing results, like improvements are being made. But I think that in order to see like a big improvement, I think something worse is going to have to happen. I think we're going to have to see some truly horrible, either it's a specific case that goes to court and somebody gets sued, or it's just like some viral media story about somebody who got really hurt. We need to hit rock bottom, I think, in a way, before we really see big changes.
0: Manuel sees a precedent here. Another time when there were big changes in porn on the internet. And that's what happened at Pornhub.
1: When we started reporting on Pornhub, the state of the platform was that anyone can upload any video. Obviously, because that was the case, we were reporting on many cases of abuse. Mm -hmm. And we spent a few years reporting on this, reaching out to Pornhub for comment and telling them what we're seeing and publishing stories about it. And they were very dismissive. It was always like, you know, it's like we have moderation methods and you can issue takedown requests and we're responsive and responsible and blah, blah, blah. But the abuse continued. And then the lawsuits started to pile up. There was child abuse. There's this big Girls Do Porn case where 400 women were exploited by this porn company that published its videos on Pornhub. And it got to a point where the platform really had to change. They purged it of millions of videos and they changed the rules of the platform where now every single person who is in a video on Pornhub needs to provide like written active consent for them to appear in the video. Mm -hmm. Pornhub changed its name. It changed its ownership. It's like, it's a completely different internet platform, but it only became that way because things got really bad. And I think that's the path we're on.
0: When you mentioned Pornhub, and I think about the evolution of the internet and internet technology, porn was so integral to the internet's growth and development. And it seems like for all, there's all this reporting now about AI and its promise and how it's going to change the world and everything. But then... You know, I'm sitting here talking to you and so far AI is doing this like very real damage to, you know, not just Taylor Swift, but real people. And its innovation is lies in again, pornography. So, I mean, how do you feel about the future of AI and how it intersects with the things that you cover?
1: You're very right about the evolution of the internet and porn, and it continues to be that way. And that's why we continue to invest in it as a beat. Because if you want to see where the internet is going, you need to follow pornography. I truly believe, and I've, I've written this before, and I, I think the numbers show this, that people are saying that AI is doing all these things and it has many legitimate uses. And I don't think it's a flash in the pan. It's a technology that's here to stay. But the driving force of it, I truly believe in the pornography. And that's what's driving progress. Things are going to get really bad. And then I think it's going to get over-policed right? That, that's what you're going to see. You're going to get to a place where at the moment, the tools are too loose. They allow for too many things. And then we're going to get to a point where people really panic and they bring the hammer down. And then it's probably going to look more like Instagram, you know, where it's just like mm. this heavily policed platform where sex workers are not able to promote their work or sex educators are not able to share their content. And it's going to drive those people into the margin. And you're going to get like a, a cleaner, safer internet. But at the expense of some creativity, some freedom of expression, um, human sexuality, which is like a totally normal good thing, is just going to get completely squashed. Because at the moment, these AI companies are in such a rush to get to market first and to dominate the space that they're making these huge errors.
0: Emmanuel Myberg, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Emmanuel Myberg is a journalist and co-founder of 404 Media. And that's it for the show today. What Next TBD is produced by Evan Campbell, Patrick Fort, and Anna Phillips. Our show is edited by Mia Armstrong-Lopez. Alicia Montgomery is vice president of audio for Slate. TBD is part of the larger What Next family. TBD is also part of Future Tense, a partnership of Slate, Arizona State University, and New America. If you're a fan of the show, I have a request for you. Become a Slate Plus member. Just head on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus to sign up. We'll be back on Sunday with another episode. I'm Emily Peck, filling in for Lizzie O'Leary, and you can catch me on Slate Money every Saturday. Thanks for listening.